0: Good evening, basketball fans, and welcome to episode 23 of Sports Talk with Rags. And today we have Coach Kevin Sutton with us, a uh, longtime uh, college basketball assistant, a JMU alum, and also uh, longtime uh, involved with uh, Team USA. Uh, Coach Sutton, how are you doing tonight? Oh, Mark, I'm doing uh, tremendous. So well, thank
1: you very much for having me on the show uh, tonight. And I'm
0: excited uh, to have this opportunity. Right. Hey, well thank you. Uh certainly uh appreciate your time. And uh hey, so let's uh let's start off here with uh what we were uh talking about uh before we uh before we hit the record. Um, so I uh I've lived in the Tidewater area since uh 87 and my buddy uh Mike Sharp that told me uh, that helped me get this started uh, back in the early 90s. Our high school played uh, Ethel um, in the regional playoffs, and Bethel had a backcourt of Tony Rutland and Allen Iverson. <laughs> so, uh, And then Tony Rutland went on to play at uh, Wake Forest here with, I know you were talking about uh, Randolph, Randolph Childress.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I remember that, that Bethel team uh, really well, <laughs> you know, because Alan Iverson was not only, you know, people may not know, but Alan Iverson was an incredible football player as well, right, right. you know, um, but him and Tony made up a tremendous backcourt at Bethel, and you know, Alan Iverson obviously went on to have a career at Georgetown, and Georgetown, to, you know, play professionally, but Tony had a had a, had a great career, too. you know, right. uh, he went on the way for us, and now, sure. uh, you know, Played on the, in the back, we ran our children another throw and they were able to be
0: uh, to win the ACC tournament. And so uh, Tony's a, a talented player himself. Right. Yes, and uh, Tony, we had him on uh, a couple of days before the ACC uh, tournament started, and uh, uh, got him uh, watching a basketball tournament at a at a gym and, and I told him I said, Hey, we can uh, do this tomorrow. He's like, No, Mark, I, I committed. I committed tonight. Let me go the hallway. And we uh, <laughs> we we ended up uh ended up doing it. So uh hey so I see that you're uh you're a JMU JMU alum so uh have some uh CAA background and then uh and then and then uh tell every tell the listeners out there how you got into coaching after graduating from JMU? Uh,
1: absolutely. First and foremost, I mean, yeah, I, I uh, earned a scholarship and played at James Madison University. Uh, loved it. Just absolutely you know, loved it. Loved my time there, you know, still connected to the university. Um, and then, uh, actually, I got on my path, Mark. Uh, I've been coaching for 35 years, but John Thurston, with my college coach uh, actually put me on my path uh, and and i'll never forget it and because you know it's, it's you know it has helped me to to become the man i am and be, you know follow it and have the career that i've had so um, the story goes you know uh coach Thurson called me in and uh he said hey i understand that you want to get into coaching i noticed that you know uh you go home every weekend to coach your high school and Flint Hill uh, in the summer league and um, get back in the Washington, D.C. area. And then you come back and you take classes. So I know that you want to get into coaching one day and I would love to have you on my staff. And uh, so I took him up on his offer and I was at James Madison for two years uh, You know, after I graduated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, I left it just, okay, man, Coach Thurston. I got fired, and Dr. Mm-hmm. Giselle came in, brought his new staff in, and uh, I went back to my old high school to, to coach with Stu Better, legendary coach, a hall of fame coach in uh, in the uh, Virginia area, uh, and I worked for Coach Better for ten years at uh, uh, Flint Hill, where I graduated, for, you know, for two years, uh, <laughs> Harker Prep in uh, Potomac, Maryland, for two years, and then I worked for Stu Better at uh, St. John Prospect Hall. For six years. So I had 10 years uh, working at his business as, as a middle school coach, JV coach, and varsity assistant coach. And I uh, learned a great deal from him. And then I uh, went on to uh, start the basketball program at Montrose Christian in 1999. Uh, and after that, I came to Old Dominion University for two years uh, and just been continued to coach. And interestingly enough, I, I uh, coached Jason Cable. Yeah. Uh, his junior and senior year at St. John's Prophet Call in 1997 to 1998. And uh, we went 50 and won wow. in the two years that Jason was on our team, and he was <laughs> McDonald's All-American. And we also won a national championship in 1990. down at the Dingo.
0: Wow. And I remember in ninety eight that uh – the McDonald's All-American game was uh, – I think the game was at Scope or at Hampton yeah. Coliseum and the – It was at, the, it was at the Scope. Scope, and then the slam dunk competition was at uh, Hampton High School because I think somebody by the name of Ronald Curry was uh, was, was involved in that uh, McDonald's All-American game and, uh, you know – with there,
1: there's, there's another name for you. I mean, yeah. uh, Ronald Curry was uh, – tremendous two-sport athlete, much like Alan Iverson, right? But he you know went to Carolina, to played football and basketball, and
0: I think he's, a, he's a professional coach right now. Yeah, so. coach. Doing uh, extremely well. Right, but yeah. So uh, Jason Capel, wow, boy, uh, fifty fifty and one. That was a that was a nice run, and uh, uh, ending it with uh, cutting down the nets, and then that that got you an uh, opportunity to come come coach with his dad here in norfolk
1: yeah for some years coach capel uh we uh developed a strong relationship uh you know while jason was playing for playing for coach myself uh, and and then i got to know uh jeff while he was at duke because tommy america is my uh first cousin oh so wow he recruited, recruited jeff capel and so i got to know you know capel family really well uh and then coach capel he said if i ever have an opportunity with my staff i want you to join it and and he did in 2000 and uh and i joined his staff and had two years at old dominion was a tremendous time i learned a great deal we had a tremendous staff you know uh, jim corrigan right. james johnson um myself uh big coach jeff cables uh jr and then uh, uh, and then jeffrey cable joined us the second year um and so we had a tremendous staff and then, after my, after two years at Old Dominion, I went came back to the D.C. area and coached in the Washington Catholic Athletic Conference, which is arguably the one of the best high school basketball conferences in the country, with teams yeah. like the Catholic, like Gonzaga, Paul the Six, St. John's, uh, and where I coach Bishop McNamara. Um, and so I coached there for two years, built a program there, and had a uh, a great run. And then I left there and went to Montverde Academy down in Central Florida and built a program down there. Uh, and it's been eight years. And Bird is arguably uh, the best high school basketball program still today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I left Bird and got back into college coaching. Uh, two years at George Washington University, two years at Georgetown, two years at the University of Pittsburgh, and just completed my uh, third year here at University of Rhode Island. Um, but I, I am in the process now of. Uh, you know, tri- um, looking at three other uh, college situations, so I'm I'm gonna, you know, move on from George. Uh, move on from Rhode Island mm-hmm. to to pursue other you know college jobs. Okay. All right. Well, hey,
0: uh, hey. So you talk about the Washington, uh, Washington Catholic Catholic League. I know Bishop McNamara it was after uh, my brother-in-law and his uh, his brother had uh, already graduated there, but they but they're alums of uh, Bishop. Bishop McNamara, and uh, currently, uh, my uh, my nephew is a is a freshman at uh, at Gonzaga. Um, currently, in the uh, in the in the crew in the crew program, but I know that their uh, I know that their football program there there at Gonzaga. I have to uh, I have to follow their uh, their basketball program, but I know that that's definitely a a strong. Uh, competitive league and all in all sports up there
1: oh absolutely uh, like i said I, I i call it the high school version of the the acc right uh, and uh, now i have not have coached in the washington catholic athletic league and coached in the acc at the university of pittsburgh i i can uh, honestly say that <laughs> there's okay. a lot of similarities obviously relatively speaking high school to college but um you know you can have a Week in the Catholic League that started on Sunday at the and then on Tuesday, go to Gonzaga. Uh, they turned around on Friday, have Bishop O'Connell, uh, and then started and then finished the week off that Sunday at St. John's. That's just a regular week, right. <laughs> so, wow, know, no, no, rest for the weird. Right. It, it was tremendous to match wits against some of the top high school coaches in, the, in that, you know, in the country. Mm-hmm. I had the, the pleasure of playing against. Uh, Morgan Wooten when he was head coach at the MAPA, and then also had the opportunity to coach against uh, Coach Wooten when he was in his final stages of his career at the Mappa.
0: Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, let's see. Let's see. So, uh, you know, you got some, uh, he got some ties to the Colonial, got ties to the Atlantic 10, and then with, uh, assistance, uh, with, uh, John Thompson III at Georgetown and Kevin Stallings there at Pitt. You have some experience there with the Big East and um, and ACC. Just uh, just talk about here the the different conferences that you've uh, been involved in, in, with here with uh, with college basketball. Uh,
1: well, they're all great conferences. Right. First and foremost, uh, I played in the Colonial Athletic Conference, um, and at the time, you know, University of Richmond, B.C.U., Old Dominion, uh, Wim Barry, James Master, George Mason, they were all in the Colonial when I played. And then when I coached at Old Dominion, they were all in the conference. And and I always said that the Colonial during that time when I was uh, an assistant at um, Old Dominion, was a coaches conference right. Right? because you had Jeff Cable, Dominion, you had John Beeline, was, that's uh, right, and Terry Wayne, right down at UNC Wilmington, um, and you just had tremendous coaches. Uh, you know Mac McCarthy was at uh, uh, VCU. Uh, Sherman Dillard won the league when he was at uh, you know, uh, James Madison and. Jim Larnerga was at George Mason, so and if you just look at it, follow their careers, I mean they 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 got their start in the Colonial. So right. this is a tremendous coaching conference, you know. Again, another league that was competitive from top to bottom, night in and night out. You know, East Carolina was in our, our got That's time. right, a powerhouse. Yeah. And then you move on to to the league like the Atlantic Ten, which is. uh now, I mean, I've been in Atlanta twice, you know, George right. Washington University and then Rhode Island University, and it's just a tremendous conference. I mean, again, you just have a lot of talented players. Uh, and you have a lot of talented coaches, rising, rising coaches, rising star coaches, and uh, it's just really competitive from top to bottom. You know, I, I just two years ago, I mean, uh, I mean last year actually, uh, uh, they had enough talent to, you know, when I say they had Final four talents, you know, right. the seedings in the NCAA tournament would have determined that, but they right. had great chemistry. They played well, and Anthony Grant was national coach of the year, but then the, the pandemic hit and we had to the, suspend the season. But they had enough talent to, to, to be in the final four, depending on their seeding. Right. So the Atlanta Kent was just a, another great conference. And then obviously the Big East, you know, and then I, I joined Georgetown University when the Big East had changed uh, from the, the, the new to the new Big East. Right. Uh, teams like Xavier. Was, was in the league. George, uh, Syracuse had left. Uh, Miami had left. You know, and so the league was uh, it's, it's really good. It's a really good league. Uh, some outstanding coaches. You know, Ed Cooley of Providence, JT3 at Georgetown, uh, Villanova, yeah. uh, which, you know, Jay Wright at Villanova. Um, Creighton was in the league, and, you know, uh, Coach McDermott, an outstanding tactician. Uh, so, so the uh, the Big East is, is is a strong conference. It's it's different than the than uh, the Big East that I knew when I was growing up and under big coach and the coaches. Uh, but now it's a it's it's a very very good league and very competitive league. And you know, carving out its own niche under the leadership of Val Ackerman, who's the the Big East commissioner. Right. And then the ACC is it is what it is. It's well, always been one of the you know power five conferences in the country, and it still is. Um, when you have the opportunity to compete against you know, the Mike Krishaskis, uh at Duke, and you know, uh, the Roy Williams <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> when he was at Carolina. Um, you know Buzz Williams was at Virginia Tech. Uh, you know and Bayheim at Syracuse. I mean, when I was at Pittsburgh, I tried to tell recruits all the time, "You're going to play against four Hall of Fame coaches." Right. I mean, Rick, Rick, Rick Pitino was. Mike Shustek was at Duke. Yeah. Uh, Roy Williams was at Carolina. Yeah. Jim Boeheim was at uh, Syracuse. So, right. Yeah, the ACC is what it is. It's a power five conference. It's arguably the best conference in the country uh, year in year out, one of the best conferences.
0: Right. Yeah, and you and you talk about the CAA being a coach's conference when my wife and I had uh, Old Dominion season tickets in uh, early early to the late two thousands. I mean uh you know uh VCU coaches were was uh Anthony Grant and then and then Jeff uh, Jeff Capel, you know so mm-hmm. saw them yeah, saw them yeah, come down to that, Norfolk, uh, you know.
1: interesting, you know uh um. Like I said, Jeff Jeffrey and I are you know are close. He's my son's godfather, and right, so cool. I remember uh, I was at Bishop McNamara when he he called me on the phone. And he said, "You're not going to believe this." I said, "What's that?" He said, um, "I can get this VCU And I was like, "Fine, like, like that." I said, yeah, "I believe you, Jeff." But you know, Jeffrey, I believe you. You're yeah. going to be a really good coach. I said, "But you're like the low the total right?" <laughs> right in front of me. You know, like that. I think I think he might be the director of operations. Right, uh, but uh, Doc Sanders, who I've gotten to know, was is, is a visionary leader. He saw the potential in Jeffrey, and uh, he gave him the opportunity. Right. You know, and that's all we need. That's all we want. You know, and it's, uh, in this this business, you just want to have an opportunity where somebody takes a chance on you and believes in you and then gives you the things that you need to be successful. You know, and, and that's that's happened at BCU. Me, you know, when you look at the BCU. Uh, uh, and the success that they've had, it, it's, it's a model that people should study. You right. know, because Doc Sanders did a great job of selecting Jeffrey Cable, but then he was wise enough to know that Jeffrey was, you know, had, had yeah, success. It. And, you know, he pushed the snow to the left, and then he left and went to Oklahoma because right. he was a rising coach. And then you selected Anthony Grant, but yeah. Doc Sanders was prepared. He had Anthony grandpa uh, on speed dial. Right. Anthony Grant is a great coach and so he pushed the snow tonight, you know, and then now after Anthony Grant, you know, they bring in Shaka Smart mm-hmm. and Shaka just, you know, put his stamp on the program and called it a habit and, and he's a tremendous teacher and Continue to grow the culture, and they went to the Final Four, right? You know, but uh, all those things were placed by the leadership. I, I say all the time, you know, that administration built championships, and Doc Sanders' uh, his uh, leadership and his vision. They were all in alignment, and you know, they had a great deal of success, and, and all, and that continued to grow and improve, and they just continue to pour back into their already existing programs, and that's why you have VCU is a Year in and
0: year out is, a, is, a, is, a, is a, an outstanding program that, that, that makes the NCAAs. Right. And with, uh, with the NCAAs, uh, I grew up in a military family. So uh, in the summer of 94, I moved out to California for, for a couple years. And my brother-in-law that graduated from Bishop McNamara in 94, he was a freshman at Villanova. Uh, during the 95 tournament and uh, with with me living out in California, I was I was going crazy because the local CBS wouldn't have the number 14 seeded Old Dominion uh, taking down the number three, seed Villanova in one of those first round uh, uh, monumental wins. And since I lived out on the West Coast, you know, I uh, I, I could only see highlights <laughs> So I know that Coach Capel was the was the head coach there there at Old Minion. But uh but yeah, enough with the uh CAA and uh and hey um it's uh it's been been great, but uh hey what's uh how has it been with uh w- with the pandemic? I mean uh last year no uh no March Madness and this year we were we were able to have a season. I mean, how did, uh, how did Rhode Island um, do with uh, coaching, coaching through the pandemic?
1: Um, you know what we did? I, I thought we did a tremendous job. You know, David Cox is that, the head coach, and I thought that uh, he did a tremendous job of leading our program, you know, using his emotional intelligence, which, you know, guided our, our program um, from a, a win-and-loss perspective. We were 11 and I think 11 and 13, and so we, we didn't have a late season. But to handle and deal with all the things that we had to deal with, the protocols, uh, the kids being away from home uh, from their parents and several loved ones passing away while the kids you know could go home. Um, I thought they did a tremendous job um, of you know, making uh, smart decisions. Uh, based on his emotional intelligence and he had, had a great deal for our team in the polls. Um, we didn't have any, you know, coronavirus uh, pauses so we right. didn't have anything to test positive. We, we actually tested all negative the whole entire year. We played a full complete schedule and by the end of our season, um, and interesting enough it was at BCU in the A-10 tournament against Dayton, when our kids walked off the court, uh I really felt like that our kids had just come home from a deployment um, and they were emotionally, psychologically, and physically um, exhausted. We had kids, we had two kids, blew their knees out. Uh, We had our best player, a backcourt. uh, One had a high ankle sprain and couldn't play in the game. Um, Had a kid in the game, you know, blow his knee out, our second kid of the year. Uh, all of kids were players, and then our best player uh, chipped the bone in his hand in that, in that game. So when we walked off that court and lost to, to Dayton, which was a better team, uh, our, our kids just... It was just like we like they that They had just come from a deployment, and then we're done. You know, because it was very taxing, you know. Right. Now, we had great success uh, academically. Right. Um, our guys did tremendously well. Probably the highest grade point average that our team had in the three years I've been here at, uh, at Rhode Island yeah. uh, but the only thing that we didn't do we
0: didn't win on the, on the court but we definitely won and had a great deal of success you know off of the court right yes and uh one one last thing that I want to talk about uh your your involvement with uh with Team USA I know that uh with um coaching there with uh Team USA a lot of uh a lot of notable uh, uh, collegiate and NBA players have uh, played for you there with uh, Team USA.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, being a part of the USA Basketball Developmental Program uh, with uh, Don Walter as the head coach and Herman Harreid, um, who is from Lake Clifton and myself, we uh, had a tremendous two-year run um, a U16, a U17, we won gold medals. We were the best team in the world. Uh, right. And what was great awesome. about the, the experience was it was brand new. We were moving in uncharted borders. There was we had just come on the hills of uh, the Beijing Olympics. I think that's what I'm saying. That's 2008. So this initiative, you know, uh, USA Basketball uh, developmental program, we picked the best 16-year-olds in the country, uh, and looking at it now and looking at the team picture, every one of those guys have either had they are either having a tremendous, you know, professional career or have had a cup of tea uh, professionally in the NBA. Uh, and guys like, you know, Bradley Bill, who was leading the NBA and scoring Andre Drummond, you know, Michael Kidd, Gilchrist, Marcus T, Tony Roden, Quinn Cook won two NBA titles with Cleveland Cavaliers and LA Lakers. Um, uh, Justin Anderson Virginia. Um, John Michael Mcadoo, who won an NBA yeah. championship with the Golden State Warriors. Okay. Uh, Johnny O'Brien, uh, who was with the Milwaukee Bucks. So all those guys uh, had, had had tremendous careers, whether it be in the NBA um, and or uh, overseas. But you know, Jason Randall is another, another guy uh, that was on our team as well. But that experience was in my 35-year coaching career. It ranks up there as probably the best uh, experience that I've had in in, in coaching.
0: Right. Yes. And uh, and as we wrap up, uh, Coach Sutton, I know that uh, when you talked about here at uh, Rhode Island, you talked about uh, making the grade in the classroom. So uh, so and talking about a grade grade point average. So anything to uh, out there to a uh, high school basketball player that could be listening to this and wants to wants to play at the collegiate level
1: um, you know this is what I say I, I say that you uh, in order to be a successful student athlete you have to put in the time you know um, and, and you want to make sure that you are as versatile as you possibly can you don't want to be you know one-dimensional. You know, uh, and by that I mean that you want to not only be a, uh, a good student and a good athlete, but you want to be a good person. You want to be a guy that is dependable, uh, a guy that is reliable. Because the more versatile you are, the more valuable you are. Uh, and you want to have big dreams. And then lastly, I would say this. I would say keep striving, you know, keep serving, and keep sharing. Uh, you know, those are the things that, that help make you – uh,
0: who you are as an individual and then just continue to just chase your dreams. Right. Yes. And, uh, all right. Well, Hey, uh, that, uh, wraps up the, uh, episode to tonight. We had, uh, we had coach, uh, Kevin, Kevin Sutton on, uh, on with us and talked about his, uh, his experience at the high school and collegiate level with, uh, with coaching as well as his, uh, involvement with uh, team usa and uh appreciate your time
1: oh, absolutely mark um, i've thoroughly enjoyed the opportunity to to share my story um with your listeners and i wish you a tremendous amount of success and if i can ever do anything for you feel free to, to give me a call
0: okay well thank you uh will do and i will uh talk to you later and uh that's, uh,
1: that's a wrap here for episode 23. Uh, good night, everybody.